Let's bow our heads as we pray. Lord Jesus, the world does indeed wait for a miracle, although sometimes it, it acts as if it doesn't know it. As I look out and I see a, a sea of faces, a, a little smaller in number today, but still people who need to hear your word of hope, I pray that you would use these words to, to touch our lives and to embolden us through your Holy Spirit to, to go out and share that story uh, that you've given us. Uh, what an amazing gift uh, that we can celebrate. What an amazing blessing it is to, to gather any time we can for an opportunity to grow in our faith uh, and to be nourished here in a little while with Holy Communion and Heavenly Father uh, to go and live our life as a blessing, the blessing that you mean for us to touch other lives with. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. A little different crowd than the last couple of days, huh? Uh, you know what? As I started off by saying a prayer, the, the world does wait for a miracle. It, it does not always understand it. Uh, today is just another ordinary day. Um, now, maybe not so much if you go to the stores a little later, right? Today is National Exchange Day. I remember when I was working in, in retail, uh, you had to kind of gear yourself up for this, almost like it was Black Friday, uh, especially if you ended up working in, in customer service um, to, for the onslaught of people that were coming to, to return unwanted gifts, uh, and, and sometimes they came with a little bit of a Christmas hangover, uh, and, and their patience level wasn't quite the same, and, and maybe there was a little bit of animosity or angst or, or whatever, maybe it was the crowds, uh, and, and people were just done with it, um, and so you just kind of had to gear yourself up for it. Uh, and, and maybe you had to gear yourself up once again to, to come to worship. Maybe you've been here uh, a Friday. Maybe you are here yesterday for, for Christmas Day service, and, and now a third day you, you get to hear a very important message. Uh, maybe you had to kind of gear yourself up for it. Uh, or maybe you just prepare uh, for the word that God would have you here today, right, on this National Exchange Day. It's a good reminder for us that the ultimate exchange took place on our behalf, right? Jesus Christ, who came, he was enthroned in, in heaven and he came down, he stepped down into this veil of tears for, for you and for me, that, that veil of tears that we sung about, this child singing out of a, a sea of hurt, waiting for her, her rescue, uh, a world waiting for a miracle, a hungry person needing a meal. Uh, life is still happening and life is still messy, uh, even though we as a, as a world celebrated Christmas just yesterday uh, and desperately needs to hear it. But God stepped into this mess, Jesus stepped into this mess for you and for me. Uh, and, and that's the beauty of what we, we have by way of our scriptures today. There's this old man named Simeon, right? If, if you've been around the church world at all, you know this story, right? This old man has been told by the Holy Spirit who's been dwelling with him that he's not going to see death until he gets to behold with his own eyes the Savior, the, the promised one, the one that was going to come and set things right in, in the world. And according to the custom in, in their day, back in, in Bible times with, with Mary and Joseph, they were obedient to the law of the land and, and, and taking Jesus into the temple after he had been born. And, and, you, and you heard that Old Testament story where the firstborn was consecrated or, or set apart for God. Uh, if it was a beast, it was sacrificed. If it was a child, um, it was redeemed. And so for those of you like myself who are firstborn, it's a, it's a little humbling to, to know that God had a plan that involved firstborns and, and we could have very easily been um, 
sacrificed or, or cut off uh, from our relationship with life. Actually, all of us, because of sin and, and the darkness in our hearts, uh, could be cut off. But, but God had a different plan. He sent his firstborn, the one and only son of God, uh, to be that living sacrifice for you and for me. Uh, and that's a beautiful message that we get to, to be reminded of. But this old man, Simeon, I've grown to really appreciate his story. Here, here's a, a stranger that's told by God he's, he's going to see the Messiah, and, and, he, and he, he does. In this temple, the Holy Spirit taps him and points out, Jesus, this is the one. And so he approaches Mary, and, and strangers had been approaching Mary and Joseph for the last eight days. And, and here is yet another stranger asking to see this beautiful gift, this, this child born in, in Bethlehem, uh, and, and this Messiah. And Simeon takes him. And, and, he, and he celebrates this gift, and, and he shares this story. And, and these are familiar words, uh, especially in traditional uh, church settings that, that you hear in, in worship over and over again. And it says, Lord, you, you've kept your promise, and now you're letting your servant depart in peace. I mean, how good is it for us to know that God is a God who keeps his promise? And, and sometimes when we go through the challenges of this life, we need to know that, that God does indeed keep his promise. And, and here we have that uh, in word, jumping out of the page for us. Lord, you've kept your promise and now you're letting your servant go in peace. And, and with my own eyes, I've seen your salvation, which you've prepared in the presence of all people. This is your plan, God. You've made this known. And this is a light that's revealed to the Gentiles. And this is why Simeon means so much to me now. Because Simeon's talking about us. The Gentiles, the ones that were not a part of God's kingdom. We, we were outsiders. And yet God is communicating through this old man, this, this ordinary man, how extraordinary he is. How extraordinary God's love for you and for me is that he wants all people to come into his relationship and all people to be a part of his kingdom. And that's the promise that is being communicated through scriptures 2,000 years ago to you and to me living and active in our hearts right now. That God wants you to be a part of that kingdom. And he has a plan and a, and a purpose for you as well, right? A light for revelation to the Gentiles and, and to bring glory to your people Israel. So here's this, this little baby that, that Simeon is, is, is just doting on and talking about in, in the presence of his, his, his birth mom and, and his earthly father. And then he looks up at them and he, and he tells them, you know, there, there's more to the story. This one who's come to bring light to the world, this little one, is going to cast a, a deep shadow. And there's going to be people who want to reject him and his message and what he's all about. And, and, and we still see that today. A, a, a long shadow that's cast when, when God's word is, is proclaimed, our, our ears are, are, are touched, our hearts are, are convicted, and we have a response. And we can either receive it like a, a little baby or we can just outright reject it. And the problem is, is the world seems to be rejecting it more and more and more. And the shadow seems to be growing longer and longer. And you do have people crying out for a miracle. They just don't know where to look. And so they try and find their answers in other earthly ways. Or other ventures. 
They don't know where to look. And that's where you and I get to come in. At the beginning of Advent, I shared um, this idea of, of you and I being called to be living welcomes. And, I, and I'd like to take that just a step further. We get to be living witnesses. You know that when you leave this place, everything that you say, everything that you think, everything that you do is a reflection of what you think about God. You're already a witness. You're already given uh, witness to what Jesus means to you in your life. And, and so if, if we choose to enter in and continue to, to conduct ourselves in a, in a life of sin and we fall prey to those temptations over and over again, we're giving witness to God that, that we would much rather do those things than, than be in his presence or, or change our ways. And, and the world notices that, right? It, it does. And so that's why the world is confused, because it sees us who are supposed to have this hope and, and, and live differently, not living differently. And so is your answer, is the truth of the scriptures really the truth that, that I need to hear, or am I supposed to be looking for the truth elsewhere? It's just confused. The whole world's a mess. It's turned upside down. And, and even we as Christians are a mess, and we're turned upside down. The challenge is, is, is we know differently. Because every time we gather for here and worship, we're reminded of our fact that we need a Savior. And that that Savior did indeed come. And he set us free from sin. And so we get to be a worthy witness. Not, a, not an unworthy witness, but a, but a worthy witness. One that says, God, I'm a baptized child. You, you've, you've come and, and, and promised that you're going to dwell in my heart. And this little light that I have in my heart, let it shine. Don't let it be hidden by the veil of sin that I carry around. Lord, let me shine and, and be a reflection of your light and your love. And let me touch lives with my unique story. And we all have a unique story that we can share. And so, so let, it, let me be a worthy witness with everything I think, do, and say. And if I get it wrong, Lord, steer me back to you quickly quickly steer me back to you. And then the other aspect of that is to be a willing witness. To, to see the needs of others and, and to be a reflection of what God would have us do. And, and we heard those words uh, from Colossians and I'm going to share it with you right now. He says, as God's chosen people, holy, and, and get this, beloved, you are more than loved. You are cherished. You are God's everything. You are beloved. You're beloved. Holy and beloved, he says. You are my child. So clothe yourself with compassion, with kindness, with humility, with gentleness and patience. It's an opposite of what you're going to see out there in the retail world that I started talking about. Right? We get to live differently because what has God done for us? We're going to bear with one another and forgive one another. And if anyone has a grievance against someone, we're going to forgive as God has forgiven us. And over all these virtues, we're going to put on love, which binds them together in perfect unity. Right there, jumping off the pages, living and active, convicting our hearts, and showing us a better way to live. A better way to be a willing and worthy witness for our Heavenly Father. And as we do that faithful and loving work, we will show how beautiful it is to live with Jesus. And maybe in six years, when December 26 falls on a Sunday, just like this day, 
maybe we won't have social distancing like we have, or, or the front row of Lutherans won't be six rows back, right? Maybe there'll be actually people here getting to hear the good news of Jesus because we're doing life together and we're sharing that hope with one another uh, and we're making an impact in the darkness of the world because that's why we are here, to be a light to the world. It's a gift that God has given us, but it's not just for us to hold on to, it's for us to share. Amen? Amen. And now may the peace of God which surpasses all understanding guard our hearts and lives in Christ Jesus. Amen.